0: Holden, it's Star Wars week. It is Star Wars week, Jimmy. We finally get to talk about the long-anticipated Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Youthy, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. This is a good week, Jimmy. I'm excited for this <laughs> week. <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week featuring our non-spoiler and spoiler review of Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and I think we'll be talking about Mandalorian Episode 7. Yeah. If nobody forgot what it, that was about. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> that one movie podcast. But first, hold on, we have to play the Toms. Of course, Jimmy, of course.
0: The Toms. The,
1: Toms. the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Holden, let's get started, yes. shall we? Yes. Well, since you dropped the ball on this last week, Holden, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to oh, talk <yeah>. about it. <laughs> Microsoft announced a new Xbox at the game awards the xbox series x what are your thoughts why can they not find a good
0: name for like (laughs) these consoles like that's a terrible name it just sounds like
1: it sounds like a different version of one of the previous xboxes parents and grandparents all over the world will be buying the wrong console next christmas (laughs) The Xbox Series X. That's a terrible title. Like, I mean, I get that you don't want to just
0: do what like PlayStation is doing and number your console. But, like, find something that at least sounds like a progression or something or sounds like, yeah, like I said, doesn't sound just like a variation of the same console. Yeah. They missed the golden opportunity
1: to call it Dos Equis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dos Equis.
1: So the name is an obvious bombadil. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? They announced that. I'm like, hey, that's kind of that's just not even easy to say. Xbox Series X.
0: Well, (laughs) when I first like saw the uh, announcement or whatever online, I was like, is this just another Xbox One? Like, I thought they were making a new console and then it is. But I was just (laughs) confused. (laughs) And it kind of looks
1: like the Xbox One X, too. Yeah. Just like, I mean, like (laughs) a very tall one. (laughs) Yeah. And I sent you like the meme where it was like the X, it was uh, like an X and Y graph and it had yeah. the Xbox One X on the X axis and then it was the Xbox One Y on the Y axis. No, so it was, the was Xbox Series X on yeah, the Y axis. Yeah, but they called it the Xbox One Y. Oh, It would have yeah. been funnier.
0: I get it. I get it. I don't know if I like the design or not because like it, it it's so absurd that
1: I almost think it's brilliant, I think. You think it's? <laughs> I think it's like very toned back, well, like, and not absurd.
0: I, it's just like it's tall. That's why. Like I, I, it just seems like very, I don't know.
1: I mean, it's, on the one hand, it just looks like a computer. Well, I think it, they kind of just built it like a, a small computer. It it reminds me of the Amazon Echo, but yeah. just a a square version of that. Okay. And I think that looks fine. Like I think it looks pretty good. It's like. I think it could have used, like, you know, how um, the Xbox One came out and it had kind of like the shiny surface and the matte surface. Mm -hmm. I think it could have used that contrast somewhere in there. But I'm for the minimalist box, man. I think it looks all right. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't get it. but I'll give the design a a broke, huh? All right. All right. I, I I probably won't either. It premiered with the trailer for Hellblade Two, which yeah, has I was me just, excited. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that because yep. that sounds like it's gonna be an Xbox exclusive. So,
0: yeah, I well, I mean, I played the first one on Xbox One, so I, it doesn't that doesn't really bother me, I guess. Um, but yeah, the trailer looks pretty incredible. The I the first game didn't really end like it needed a sequel. I, I mean, that's my only thing. But the trailer looks pretty good. So, I mean, if they can, if they can bring out a sequel of such
1: quality then i won't complain yeah i mean the first game got good reviews i haven't played it yet but um mm-hmm. uh, i'll give that a brokaw yeah brokaw i'll On, give i'll give
0: the whole thing a brokaw
1: overall yeah overall brokaw i mean it's, it's nice from the name <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see the new uh the next generation stuff being teased yeah. and announced already i'm sure we'll get sony stuff um before long you know, within the next 6 months. Um but let's move on to some current news Holden, quit making yes. up for your slack and work. Yes. <laughs> uh let's talk about the big new trailer of the week, uh, a first our first full trailer of Christopher Nolan's upcoming film Tenet. Tenet in July. What did you think? I really don't have any thoughts on this trailer, I don't
0: think. Like it cuz I mean it's just very weird and it doesn't really like give me anything. Nope. So I like, like it. I think it, it, looks, it looks good as per Christopher Nolan usually is, but like eh, yeah, I don't know. I'm
1: really excited. I liked I just rewatched it. I did um, too. I, and I thought I got more excited this time.
0: Yeah, it's I it's it's like it's weird because like it's obviously it's very centered around time. We've known that for a while now. And so I was thinking as I was watching it, I'm like, what if the whole movie is like has the potential to just be in reverse <laughs> kind of like memento? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, but it seems like something weird Christopher Nolan would do. I mean, he has done, but I think it looks good. I'm excited for uh, John David Washington. Yeah, he's a good actor. I'm excited for, for him and Robert name. Pattinson. I think it's him John. And Michael Caine. And Kenneth Branagh's in it, too. He's not in the trailer, so I wonder if he's, like, the bad guy. I didn't know that Michael Caine was
0: in it, but that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, like, wall running up buildings. You got that at the beginning of the trailer. That's pretty cool. You got a car flip. That isn't a car flip anymore. That's kind of cool. <laughs> they got... W- windmills out in the middle of the ocean for some reason
1: all right <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure they go to dubai i thought i saw the burj khalifa in the background but okay are windmills actually out in the ocean yeah there? i didn't know that not i'm not in dubai i mean but oh. like i know there are windmills in the ocean didn't know that i thought that was just a weird uh christopher nolan thing no that's just that's real life It's just what they do in europe all right <laughs> Overall, um, I'm going to give it a Broca Holden. Yeah, overall, Broca. I like. I
0: don't really necessarily want to know much more because I like knowing very little. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see what future trailers hold and, and such. Jimmy, where'd you go? I can't see you anymore.
1: It's okay, Holden. We were having some Skype issues kept dropping out. I couldn't hear Holden. It was actually kind of nice. But <laughs> I figured we better try to just audio only for when we talk about... The Witcher, Netflix came out. I yeah, don't think either of us have seen it yet. I know I haven't. Have you? No, and I probably won't, based on the reviews. Well, I heard there. I heard fans are liking it.
0: Yeah, but I'm like, I I don't know. I'm not like a fan of The Witcher, and the reviews, the critical reviews, have been uh like middling. So I don't
1: really have a reason to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, I mean, if the fans like it. You've never even like played The Witcher, have you? No, that's what I'm saying, like, <laughs> like why, why would I watch it? <laughs> yeah, go out and just play The Witcher Three real quick, and then yeah, watch I'll, it. I'll just do
0: that <laughs> in a few
1: hours. How about that? Uh,
0: yeah, but I, it coming came from out,
1: someone who didn't, who hasn't finished The Witcher Three.
0: It came out, and yeah, I don't know. What else do you have to say about it, Jimmy?
1: <laughs> I was just gonna talk about how the fans seem to like it, and the critics are mixed on it sure is that too Um, much to ask holden yeah i get it uh i mean i guess that's that's
0: fine i mean if people like it that's ultimately what matters um uh, if the fans like it but uh yeah i don't know everything i read it sounds like it's the the plot's kind of like all over the place um and yeah i don't know some of the episodes are kind of pointless
1: you're kind of pointless
0: Yeah, shut up, Jimmy. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll give it a Bergeron. Are you happy? (coughs) I'll give it a Bergeron as well. I mean, I don't really care at this point. There we go. I'm glad I brought it up. (laughs) I'm glad I switched to audio only Skype so I could hear your comments on that. On The Witcher. Insightful comments. What's next, Jimmy? Tom Cruise and other cast members are actually flying in jets for Top Gun. Which, I mean, should we really be that surprised anymore?
0: Literally, Tom Cruise will just do anything. And the fact that he hasn't died at this point is a meme and is surprising to all.
1: (laughs) I did not want to see this movie. And I still don't really want to see it. But (laughs) I, I. I can respect that. You know, (laughs) yeah, you
0: know, like his commitment to stunts, you know, I think is pretty cool, honestly. Even though Tom Cruise is is probably crazy, I mean, he is crazy for doing all this stuff, if nothing else. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I've I've still never
1: seen the first Top Gun, and I really don't want to. Oh, I think it is one of the most overrated movies of all time. Yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. My dad has a similar uh, opinion.
0: I mean but, it's um, got danger zone
1: though So <laughs> it's got to be respected for that <laughs> Yeah I guess <laughs> um, I, I think it's funny how he got the other cast members to do it too Did he? Like, oh, yeah Is like Val Kilmer doing it? Val Kilmer I don't know if Val Kilmer is doing it But like the other student people in the movie okay. I don't remember who else is in the movie but Miles Teller there was... is? I don't remember Okay settle down I don't know. I I don't care
0: either. <laughs> broca, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Broca. I
1: guess for those the, for the Top Gun fans out there, one of the more interesting pieces of news we had this week, Holden, that kind of probably flew under the radar, but Will Ferrell is going to star in a Netflix movie called The Legend of Cocaine Island, which is based on a true story and is actually an adaptation to a documentary. Netflix made earlier this year. Oh,
0: okay. So that story, I actually only read the headline, and I interpreted it as they're
1: making that documentary, but it already came out? That's what I am understanding. Okay. Um, According to Collider, the documentary followed a family man who became intrigued by the legend of a buried stash of cocaine hidden in the Caribbean. The The small business owner was wiped out during the Great Recession, and since... And since the stash is said to be worth two million dollars, he hatches a plan to retrieve the buried coke using the talents of a band of, of, a band of colorful misfits. Ooh. Unfortunately, without any prior drug running experience, complications ensue. <laughs> this sounds either great or terrible. <laughs> I do not think there is an in-between for this movie.
0: I think it, I think it has the potential to be pretty great, actually. <laughs> Will Ferrell doing this. This uh-huh. sounds
1: pretty fun. I fingers are crossed. Yeah, definitely. I want. I'm rooting for this to be good.
0: Will Ferrell's very funny, but I feel like, and I this this sounds like a story that might not necessarily be completely funny, but it
1: could be. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I think it's something he could do pretty well. Yeah. Finally, Holden, wrapping it up this week with an ironic story, to say the least. Oh but God. David Ayer. The infamous director of Suicide Squad is going to direct the Dirty Dozen remake for Warner Brothers, which oh. is like another—it's the same like story oh. basically, or the same concept. And I was just like they—they're they're like, this didn't work at all. Why don't you have another crack at it? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, it was like the list of directors you probably shouldn't get to direct this movie. And they, they went from there.
0: <laughs> I remember seeing that, and I'm just like, why? I mean, okay, David Ayer, I guess, from what I understand, aside from his, like, most recent output, he's had some good movies. Because he had, like, Training Day, which was apparently really great. Um, I think End of Watch he did, and that's supposed to be pretty good as well. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he is a good director, but he's just had a cu- a, a couple rotten uh, films recently with Suicide Squad and Bright on Netflix. Um, I never did see that. I didn't either, but it's apparently bad. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Here's hoping to David Eyre redeeming himself, huh?
0: Yeah, and you know, I I'll give him benefit of the doubt because why not? Even though I fking f- hate Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> There you go,
1: bleep that out, Jimmy. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was that bad. All right, well, it's like my least favorite movie I've ever seen, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, Bombadil, then?
0: Uh, Yeah, but, uh, well, I'll give it a Bergeron because, you know, I'm going to separate the art
1: from the artist, you know? Okay, fine. I'll do that, too, Holden. <laughs> That's the times this week, ladies and gentlemen. Now we have the Mandalorian, holding. Wait, we're doing s- random segment. Random segment is going to come between the Star Wars. Oh, they holding. are. Oh, okay. Today okay. they are. I'm okay. I'm making up the rules here. I'm making up the rules on the fly. Okay. That sounds okay. Familiar. So we're doing Mandalorian right now. We'll
0: get to a random segment in a bit. In Finally. The, in
1: the, in the vein of new star wars content i'm making up the rules on the fly <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty good jimmy that's what
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so mandalorian episode 7 this came out on wednesday wednesday yeah and that,
0: and that like it like really surprised me too because i don't remember how i found out about it but i didn't know it was coming out on wednesday and then i just i i watched it on wednesday but
1: I wasn't planning I, on it. it. Caught me off. Yeah, mind. I knew it was coming out on Wednesday and I watched it on Wednesday, which was a solid like 5 days ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> <So>, right. So, <laughs> we'll see how much I remember it. It was it seemed like another setup episode. This is spoilers by the way if you if you didn't know. Episode 7 of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Reckoning, I believe is the episode title. Yes. As Papa
0: John said in a recent interview, the day of reckoning will come. And it (laughs) certainly has. (laughs) Did you see that interview, Jimmy? No. (laughs) All right. A bit of a sidebar here. Papa John's recently had an interview where he said that he, I mean, he, so for those of you who don't know, he got fired from Papa John's uh, for saying a racial slur. Um. And so he's not part of the company anymore, but he said in an interview like a couple weeks ago that the day of reckoning will come and that he ate 40 pizzas in the last 30 days <laughs> and they don't taste the same since like when he was head of Papa John's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the Mandalorian. A little bit of <laughs> so back to that. <laughs> he goes and he, he assembles his squad. And um, one of the one of the nice little stories within a story in this episode was um, uh, Nick Nolte's character retraining IG-11. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that part. And obviously with the way how the the episode ends, which was surprising to me, uh, Nick Nolte's character is dead. Or at least so. it looks like it. I think he's dead. Like, I, I'd be very I hope surprised. he's
0: not, but at the same time, I hope he is. Because, like, I I want well, that to that be, like... That does
1: not make any sense.
0: No, because, like, I mean, I love him. I I love that character. He's been, like, very endearing throughout the series. But, like, I also want him to be dead because that, like, shows this, there's stakes in this show. And, like, people can actually die. Which was, like, th- a, a complaint.
1: I think I, I registered either last episode or the episode before. Mm-hmm. I think it was the last episode because that was the nobody died in the whole ship. Oh, yeah, it was the last episode, but Um, I think it works if he dies because um, then the Mandalorian has to reconcile his hatred towards droids Mm -hmm. with IG-11 being Nick Nolte's character's legacy. Yeah. I think that's really
0: why he hates droids.
1: He just doesn't trust droids. I mean, Obi-Wan didn't like droids either. Right. That's true. Okay. It's just a race thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: anyway, it's like uh, Shrek 2.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Shrek 2.
1: Um yeah, I, okay, so overall I really liked this episode. I enjoyed it. It was like it, it was finally what I was expecting with the band coming together. Yeah. And um you got the, uh, the woman they, one they I can't remember visit... her name what what's that
0: I you got you got the woman one and I can't remember what her name is Cara you, Dune. Also, you right. also got the uh, Nick Nolte who died like we said and you got IG 11 kinda he's there and you got uh, the guy who betrayed the Mandalorian I can't remember his character's name either um, I don't know but they're all there and mm-hmm. yeah I quite like it. I agree. I like it it's kind of what this season has been building up with all of its side stories um
1: and all the characters it introduces. What did you think of I okay, one of the things I thought was interesting was that there was force healing in this movie which was maybe yeah. like adequately timed. We won't get I, too far into it, but I think it I think it that was very much on
0: purpose uh to they they introduced that and they i mean they hinted at it in like the second episode too mm-hmm. um they they very much
1: introduced that element into this universe at the right time <laughs> yeah and i think it it has existed in star wars before but maybe not as much in like the main no not media that you've seen not in the movies i don't think cuz everyone's freaking out about it uh, what did you think of that scene, though, that preceded the Force healing with all the, like, pterodactyl things? I don't know what to call them. The, okay, so that... Uh, that
0: was that supported my previous claim that they like to have a lot of the action at night to save money on the CG. Yeah. Because, like, I couldn't really see what was happening. So those, like, creatures could have just been, like, just terribly rendered. I don't know. But, like... I. Uh, that's like in the fourth episode, I think it was when they had that fight at night. I think a lot of that was due to the fact that they wanted to save money on the on the uh, CG budget.
1: Although I think it works with the flying because you literally can't see where they are. Yeah. And it's kind of a horror element.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they definitely like justify it within the universe. I, I didn't really bu- mind it too much, um, but it's just something I noticed.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I felt like that. I don't know how much I actually liked that scene. I mean, I understand that it played a role mm-hmm. in getting the uh, kind of the the guild guys uh, to change his mind. Yeah. Um, but I, it just seemed kind of out of nowhere to me. Yeah. A little bit.
0: And they just kind of fight it off, fight them off, like pretty quickly,
1: relatively. Well, and all Nick Nolte just all his animals die. Yeah. <laughs> He really didn't fare very well in this episode. No, he didn't. Um, so, obviously, I keep forgetting the guild guy's name. I, I can't remember either. He turns on the other bounty hunters, reveals that his plan was to betray them all along, but then he's like, no, the force healing. I have. To, I see why you like this thing. I'm on your team now. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to double cross him again? Uh, I don't think by the end of the season, he
0: will maybe in the future. Yeah, I don't think so in the season either.
1: No, but he's um, done it too much already. Then we get there, their whole doing this whole, uh, double switch thing on Werner Herzog. Mm-hmm. Who then just and gets destroyed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they introduce a new guy who we've never met before. And I was like, who is this guy?
0: yeah I kind guess of my he's the big, too.
1: he's like they kind of set it up to be like revealed of like some big character which I assume this person is like going to be like a big character going forward but it's like it like it didn't have any impact because we're like we don't know who this is I mean aside from the fact it's played by Gus from Breaking Bad yeah but I'm like okay he's got a cool folding TIE fighter I guess yeah that was <laughs> <And> pretty cool <laughs> And I like the death troopers coming back. Yeah.
0: Okay, was, was that the same armor?
1: I believe so. Okay, maybe not. I I didn't look closely. Okay,
0: because they never like called them death troopers, but a lot of people online are saying they're death troopers, but I and I <laughs> I was too lazy to actually look
1: up like what they looked like in Rogue One and stuff, but I Oh, they definitely looked very similar to Rogue One. Okay. Like if there were adjustments, it were, they were minor. Okay. But I I love those designs. I think I they're do too. great. The designs are great. Um, so I guess I'm excited going forward. Werner Herzog just gets <laughs> wasted. <laughs> <laughs> He's just out. I wasn't expecting it. They just kill everyone in the bar. <laughs> no, and I'm, I know, and I'm like, okay, we'll see. I I mean. I'm kind of in the middle of this episode. There were things I certainly liked. There were other, like, just kind of head-scratching moments that I think will be clarified later. Sure. And in retrospect, I think I like this episode more than I did. I now. I kind of like when uh, uh, the new bad guy's name is
0: Moff Gideon. Uh, but I like when his character comes down and then, like, all the stormtroopers come out and these are all, like, very clean. Yeah. Like, because all the stormtroopers we had seen previously are like dirty and like covered just in muck and whatnot. And these are very clean and kept uh, stormtroopers.
1: Do you think this show will explore the kind of foundation of the First Order? The transition from the Empire to then? Because I think, the, I think we could
0: maybe like touch on it, but I don't think it'll be like a major focus. No, I don't think so either.
1: Yeah. But because we do see a lot of like this, the, uh, leftover empire mm-hmm. elements of it and you know there has to be some sort of switch somewhere in there.
0: Well yeah, and I mean there's there's even an element in the uh in the new movie which I won't get into, but it's like it, it very it very much uh could be like these leftover elements are
1: what form the new order. Yeah. The first order. Oh yeah the first the order the second order. Second <laughs> <laughs> The third yeah. order? If you count the Republic, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm going to give the Third Reich. I,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty much what they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give
1: this episode a eight out of ten. I think I'm about there too. Yeah, I'm going to maybe g- yeah. like a seven and a half. I think it'll change in retrospect. There were certain elements I liked. I think it was pretty bold if they did indeed kill off Nick Nolte. Yeah, Um, I think they set it up for a pretty
0: spectacular finale. It could be pretty great. We'll see. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully it ends better than Star
1: Wars, the the movies, am I right? (laughs) We'll get into that, Holden, but first (laughs) we have a fun random segment.
0: Woo! Let's get into it.
1: holden i thought since star wars might be a little bit of a downer that we should look at some tweets and reactions from cats uh the movie the adaptation of the musical and apparently it is just terrible (laughs) (laughs) before we
0: get into it too much i want to like i I actually i kind of wanted to talk about this and tom's but i guess it would have better fit here Apparently, just some of the CG in this movie is not done. Yeah, it's not.
1: done. Like, there's this shot where Judy (laughs) is like, it's her hand supposed to be CGI'd over, but it's just her hand and her wedding ring. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And apparently some of like the textures and backgrounds, because it's all like green screen, they're not even like fully
1: rendered in. Yeah. And they're like replacing this movie already. Like, they're working on a replacement to give to theaters. So they just rushed it out. They got it out to theaters. Already? I
0: because th- I think th- I think it was supposed to come out yesterday, <laughs> which is a shame because I really wanted when I'm I'm making Jimmy see this movie for uh for this podcast. We're gonna come back to you at some point and review Cats. We but, will, I promise. Maybe
1: <laughs> not. I, we want to see it together
0: though. Yeah, so. so
1: it'll be a little
0: bit. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we're going to get this slightly, very incrementally improved version over the oh, version that originally it. came
1: out. <laughs> um, can I get into some of these now? Yeah, go ahead. So Julia Reinstein, the BuzzFeed. So this is a BuzzFeed article that just <laughs> uh, brings together, collects all these tweets into one article. Uh, the, the person who wrote it uh, put together the collection. Julia Reinstein writes after seeing it i feel like my entire consciousness has been extruded through a tube and then then shot into effing space (laughs) (laughs) um uh, Uh, can i I say my
0: favorite one that i saw yeah my favorite one is the boston globe blurb that just says
1: oh god my eyes (laughs) 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 like the critics ones are actually like roasting it too these are just from people though yeah um I saw cats and now I can't and sleep and want to throw up from homas. Uh, at Loop Chonksy, my brain absolutely does not have what it takes to process cats in any way whatsoever. I feel like my, oh, no, wait, that was, sorry. That was the quote where it, the brain was extruded through tube and then shot into space. Oh, okay. Made it look like it was her quote, but it wasn't. Jeez. Taking at credit m- where credit isn't due. MJS underscore DC. There are about 20 people at my showing of cats. Seven walked out. Some people were in fits of laughter by the end. It is shockingly bad. I really don't think you can understand how freaky and wrong it is until you see it. (laughs) (laughs) This one may be my favorite. Uh, At Calapades Aratas, the best part of our showing of cats was about two thirds of the way through. A man in the audience stood up, said this movie is bad and I'm leaving and walked out (laughs) while everyone applauded him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good at Michelle yeah, this, D <laughs> what was that
0: I was just gonna say well the, these tweets are very much painting a picture this movie only had an opening weekend of like 10 million dollars which is really bad for oh, a movie yeah. with this budget it's like abysmal
1: yeah there's there were plenty of pictures um, and tweets with just empty theaters yeah Um, at michelle dean writes at my screening of cats i sat next to an eight-year-old child who 45 minutes in during a break in the singing sat up and said loudly to his mother i ate this (laughs) and i thought here is a child of superior discernment (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) at raspberry raz tweeted i screamed at the screen and I screamed at the screen in vain, asking what the hell a Jellicle cat was. One helpful audience member stated, it's the cat who who most wants to die. So I'll take that answer. (laughs) At Yoshi Squared tweeted, cats was distressingly horny and not in a sexy voyeuristic way. More like you open a bathroom door and find people in the middle of an orgy and you slam the door because this is not what you ask for. This okay. This movie,
0: uh, I I I was watching a review about it, and apparently every single song in this movie is just introducing a character. Like, they they have nothing to do with the plot. And so, like every time there's a song, it's just like introducing a new character, like
1: Idris Elba's character or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, another tweet here. Kyle Buchanan at Kyle Buchanan. Watching cats is like stumbling upon an unholy and heretofore unknown genre of porn. Every time these horny fur, herny, every time these horny fur demons tongue a milk ball and start, mo- <laughs> and start moaning, I was certain the FBI would raid the theater. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I thought I'd just share some of these.
0: Oh, that reminded me. Okay, so I was looking at this article with my dad last night that was like the most disturbing body parts in cats. And it was, like, listing them. I think it might have been a... No, I I think it might have been a Time article, actually. It was, like, a joke article, I think, that Time wrote. Um, I could be wrong. I don't want to put that on Time if it's true. But um, there was one bit where it was talking about the noses and how disturbing the noses are and that the fact that that whenever they drink out of a milk bowl, the noses also touch the milk. And the the author of the article's, like... Yeah, I can't describe how gross that is without describing how gross it is to put your mouth on, a, a like, a drinking fountain. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, very relatable. I get it. But,
1: yeah, we got to see this movie sometime.
0: I'm excited. <laughs> I'm glad I finally convinced you to see this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't one reviewer call it, like, a descent into madness or something? Yeah,
0: pretty much. Like, <laughs> like if you go on go to, like, Rotten Tomatoes or, like, Metacritic and just... Even if you don't read the actual articles, if you just read the blurbs that they have on there, the blurbs are almost funnier than the reviews themselves because they just pick, like, the funniest line to, <laughs> to put <laughs> at the start. It's uh-huh. so good. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well... That was Cats. I'm glad we had some fun at that the expense. Hopefully the, hopefully the audience had as much fun as we did listening to that. Uh, so whatever you thought of Rise of Skywalker, it was not the worst movie to come out this weekend, hopefully, in your mind. Holden, we are here. Our much-anticipated review of this of uh, the Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine in Star Wars. Ooh. This is our non-spoiler review. We will get into spoilers. You can skip over that if you haven't seen it. Just look in the description for the time codes. But we'll start off with non-spoilers, mm. so you are you are safe here. Holden, what should we get into first? Do uh, you want to start off with the ratings, or should uh. we just get into it and then? Uh, give our ratings at the end of our non-spoiler review Um, like we usually do
0: mm, i kind of want to give my rating first okay just so i can preface it with that my
1: rating for this movie is like a four out of ten maybe a three i was expecting you to be very low after i saw it before you did yeah Um, i think four is very generous on my part i might have to give it a three I am going to give this a very generous score of a 7. Oh my god, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy!
0: <laughs>
1: that is, like, objectively wrong. I think this is... So this is why I'm giving it a 7. Um, okay. Star Wars is, like... It's just hard to... Because, like, I think people who are, like, 12 years old... And younger are gonna Mm -hmm. love this movie because i think it very much caters to a childlike sense of awe and wonder and when you're a kid especially me growing up with the prequels um you don't really question what is happening in star wars it's just what comes next it's like history it's like you when you read about world war ii you're like wow this would have been so much more interesting had you know Hitler not decided to invade Russia or whatever it's like you didn't think about like you can think about that but like the story is the story you don't question what happens in the story all right listen Jimmy that's a, that's, not, a sound letting, argu- that's a sound you're not arg- letting me finish here fine we can finish because I have an argument against that no and I think it's a totally valid argument I'm just saying that this movie it's a certain thing And I don't think Star Wars necessarily should be that thing. Um, But this movie very much reminds me of the prequels in that regard. And to me, like, the prequels are not good movies. But I enjoy the crap out of them still. Especially Revenge of the Sith. And this movie is much more Revenge of the Sith than Empire Strikes Back. In an ideal world, I would love my Star Wars movie to be a great movie for people with that childlike wonder and for adults and have those deeper themes and things. I don't think Star Wars necessarily should be a kid's movie. I'm not saying Star Wars is a kid's movie. I'm saying this works well as a movie that is for kids, which What's is, it's not a good movie. Um, it's not, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I don't think it's a great ending. I'm okay, slightly, I'm, a, I'm being honest and this is, I think this is quite generous. Um, but I I still enjoyed this movie. I think there are elements of it that are still very well done, and it's, uh, particularly the cinematography. I think is excellent. I think the music is really uh. good. This might be John Williams' best score of the the sequel trilogy. Uh. Uh, I th- I definitely have major
0: <laughs> gripes with it. Um. Right. Okay. So my only issue with that viewpoint is like we reviewed Frozen and gave that movie a 3 out of 10 and that movie is (laughs) specifically made for kids (laughs) like (laughs) like we found that movie terrible and that movie is literally made for kids and this one you're arguing is yeah maybe it is made for kids well it's still terrible Jimmy
1: (laughs) yeah I don't disagree with that
0: (laughs) that's fine whatever you can have your own opinion
1: this Um, movie is better than Frozen 2 though
0: uh, like I definitely lot, had more mean. fun in it than Frozen 2. All right. To to paint a picture of my experience watching this movie, I went with three of my friends at 1 a.m. in the morning um, because that was like the best time that we could get tickets for since we waited. We actually bought tickets at the door. So, like, <laughs> Jimmy bought his tickets like months in advance and I didn't bother. Um, but this theater it had probably around 15 people in it. No, that's probably too many. It's probably closer to 10. Um, But for like the first two thirds of the movie, like despite how dumb we like me and my friends thought it was, we were trying to be respectful. But by the last third, everyone in the theater is laughing at how stupid this movie is. How dumb. The third act, the first and third act of this movie are like the worst. They're so (laughs) bad. And I have very little to defend it. The second act is only bolstered a little bit because it's boring and slightly comprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like this movie and giving it the score I did is purely because the the soundtrack the score itself John Williams score is pretty good. I don't think it's the best out of the new trilogy because I don't think it really adds anything new. Uh, I think all the good themes that were added in this in this trilogy were added in seven and even a little bit in eight. Um, and I think the effects are fine. I think the acting with what they're given is pretty good. Um, but I think the story and the script and the pacing is all terrible. I don't even think the cinematography is that good. I think it's really
1: flat. Um, really, I completely disagree. After seeing it twice, I've I guess I've only seen it the one time. But I think I, that the I think the the way this movie is shot. It keeps it. It help. I think it's just so energetic, the way it's shot. I think it adds so much. It's that if it was not, c- it had George Lucas been the cinematographer for this movie, this movie just wouldn't be. Ugh, well, yeah, I mean,
0: and so that's also that's a that's a good point there. I I was like kind of arguing with someone. Uh, I shouldn't say arguing. I was more discussing on Snapchat this movie uh, with someone uh one of my friends last night um and we it kind of a a lot of this has fallen into like oh this would be so much better if george lucas had it and i don't agree with that no i don't it because it's not it's really disney's fault because they didn't have a plan that's really i mean that's a, a pretty uh good point that most people agree with as to yeah. why this movie doesn't work is Disney didn't have a plan and so this feels very rushed Um but like if, if Disney didn't have this if George Lucas still had it we wouldn't get like the Mandalorian no. George Lucas would not do that and so like it's really just like the fault of this trilogy and how they approach this trilogy I still think Disney is going to be the right way to go moving forward but they just like screwed this up
1: yeah, I think this is one of those situations where they they found out what they did didn't work. Yeah, they tried to wing it. Well, they I I'll give them. I don't know if I want to give them credit because I did question this when they announced it. When they announced they were doing the trilogy with three different directors, I mean it ended up being two. But I was like, "Would you?" I'm like, well, It works because. You know, you get you can take it different ways and explore new interesting things and bring Mm -hmm. new elements into it and make sure it. And if you start badly, you can like course correct or if you if one movie doesn't go well, you can course correct, I guess. Yeah. Um, But man, yeah, I think especially looking at Marvel, the unified vision, this uh, the sequels trilogy was really lacking.
0: Yeah. It's it's so weird to me that like they see the success of Marvel and they don't like try to apply at least a plan similar to that in Star
1: Wars. And I think at the very least. I think that is definitely what is going to happen from now on. If it does not happen, I will be stunned. And I think that's why we're seeing Ryan Johnson has his own movies. If it's still gonna be main, he has his own movies. Like there's no one else going to be involved when the game of thrones guys weren't committing to a whole series they were like you're out no sorry and i think that's the right way to go for us yeah and um yeah so i mean look i think this this the rise of skywalker was clearly it very much reminded me of the season eight episode five of game of thrones where like this is supposed to be the climax of this thing yeah, and it falls flat and it's certainly not the best version of it that we, there could have been
0: we've had two just very big finales this
1: year that don't work <laughs> um, with the way they're presented and I will say that this movie is getting better reception than I thought it was going to from fans yeah. I'm surprised at how many fans have liked this movie considering for me it was it's definitely in the lower half of Star Wars movies. Like Yeah. Like of the nine films, the only two I think I would put below this are Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I'd agree with that, I think. Uh I I don't really
0: have any love for the prequels at all, I guess. I kinda wanna re watch them soon, um, so I can get kind of an updated view on them. But I don't know if I'd have Revenge of the Sith lower or not because I would never really liked that movie even though I know a lot of people do. Um, yeah, I don't know. And Rogue One and Solo are
1: both better than this too. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched those movies in a while, I guess. It's just. I definitely think about
0: Rogue One is, maybe not Solo.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't think any of the three are particularly outstanding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. (laughs) I would say that... What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Say something insightful, Holden, (laughs) while I think about what I was going to say. Um,
0: I I guess like getting into this movie a little bit more, I guess we we still have to be kind of broad since there's so many spoilers for this movie. Um, But there's some weird... Okay, um, there's some like strange comparisons you could make between this and like Endgame, and not favorable because Endgame is much better than this, in pretty much every way, in my opinion, except for, well, may, except for maybe soundtrack. If you don't like the Endgame sound, I like the Endgame soundtrack, um, but there's some like very strange comparisons that I want to get into in spoilers, especially one bit
1: in particular. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, so I guess like unless you have avoided literally everything, you know that the Emperor comes back in this movie. That yeah, Palpatine yeah, we comes back. I think slightly, we can talk about yeah. that because they they have given that away in literally everything. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know that and you were going to see this movie, then you probably didn't care about seeing this movie. Yeah, honestly, um, I I don't necessarily hate the fact that they brought the Emperor back. I just didn't think the way they did it I didn't think worked at all really
0: uh, you know if, if for all I know the Emperor could have been planned on coming back like if JJ J. Abrams had a vision and episode 7 and he thought the Emperor was going to come back in 9 fine but he, he's just there like at the, the liter, literally the opening crawl of this movie is just like, oh, Palpatine's alive and he's been broadcasting this signal. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, this was never mentioned at all or even hinted at before. Like, I, I was expecting them to find Palpatine or Palpatine to, like, call Kylo Ren at, later on in the movie. But no, he's just there at the beginning. Well, it, I did
1: not think... Palpatine's motivations in this movie did not make any sense. Yeah. We'll get into that <laughs> in spoilers. Um I mm-hmm. just think, yeah. I, I won't go I don't want to spoil anything, so I don't wanna that, just,
0: we'll talk about in spoilers. That beginning of the movie is so incomprehensible. Yeah, it, it is flies. Terrible. I hate I, I from the get go, I hated this movie. I like the cause this movie it, it starts out. And I, I don't remember where I saw it, but uh, some uh, a reviewer did mention that they go to, like, five planets in, like, five minutes. It's, like, so, like, so much happens in so little time. Um, but, it, I mean, beyond that, it's just, like, the editing. I couldn't even, like, really understand what was happening very easily. Like, because it's just, like... I, I, I guess I can't really talk about what happens in the intro, but just the characters the way it was cutting and focusing on them it was just very very fast I guess that's what I I, say.
1: I will say that I disagree with that I think it is very jarring but I I could still tell what was happening and what they were doing and it just seemed it was very fast-paced but like would you rather have had it drawn out you know, like another twenty minutes and
0: No well, you know, I mean, once again I'm gonna compare it to Endgame. Endgame works and like the first two thirds of that movie are incredibly slow.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Um but I mean I,
0: I don't necessarily like I keep comparing it to endgame. I don't want it to be endgame, but like it it I I think they could have just done it differently and made it work better. I don't know how.
1: I saw an interesting argument that this movie should have been two parts. What do you think of that?
0: um yeah i don't know i think i don't even know if that would help that much um just because they didn't have a plan from the start the plan is ultimately what screws this movie
1: over the lack of uh, of a plan and i don't i think think it's uh, very i think it's very obvious that well i was just getting to spoilers we should say things so i have a couple major gripes with this movie like major spoilers not not yet. I'm just oh, okay. recap kind of going over. So I have a couple major, major gripes with this movie. However, I think this movie is entertaining. I think I understand why some fans like it. It's easily my least favorite of the three sequel movies. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's objectively the worst, in my opinion. Yeah. By I quite a bit. To, I think it's hard to argue any other way. Um but for the people who enjoyed this movie, I'm jealous because I really, i really wanted to like it. Yeah, um, I, mean, I did too. I'm still going to enjoy this movie when I watch it, you know, because I'm sure I'll see it another dozen times in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I it—it's definitely yeah, it's just a little dis—I was disappointing that this is where it ended. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite—it didn't have the Avengers payoff that yeah. I would be hoping for.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean. For me, I, I just really hated this movie. Um, I would have hated it even more if I hadn't seen it with my friends, though, and we just kind of had a good time laughing at it. Um, one of my friends I saw it with slept for 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, in the middle, when it was really slow. I thought that was really funny. Um, but, I yeah, I, I, I guess I really didn't like anything aside from the soundtrack and the acting and... I said one more thing earlier and I can't remember what it was, but yeah, that's about
1: it. One thing I will say for me that I would be the, I was the most disappointed in is that I never felt the star Wars magic in this movie. Like there was at least one moment of, of each of the new movies that came out, maybe not solo, but -hmm. I mean like force awakens, I mean, it was all big, one big magical adventure seeing that in a theater. Rogue One had the Darth Vader scene mm-hmm. and the enti- pretty much the entire third act. The Last Jedi had the throne room sequence and, and the and, and the again and crate was beautiful and yeah. the whole stand up between Luke and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. The third act. I love the third act of that movie. I do, too. Um, and then this one just nothing really. I mean, I, d- I did not feel the emotional beats that I should have.
0: Um I, I mean as you mentioned in your text to me Jimmy, I've always been a lot more cynical with this kind of thing and I did kind of go in with a cynical mindset um, but I I agree I, I guess I've I've never really felt the Star Wars magic since the uh, the Force awakens but I've also never been as invested in Star Wars as you definitely are um, but Force awakens indeed was was quite a time in the theaters and I don't think this movie has as good moments as rogue one rogue one's like third act or um uh last jedi's third act
1: yeah um just uh, i guess a overall disappointment Mm -hmm. on to spoilers Uh, holden what should we uh talk about first
0: Uh okay, Uh, what do I want to talk? Okay, I want to talk about Rey and Kylo, and that ending bit. (laughs) Because that okay, (laughs) the that they kiss, and that is that was probably the worst part of the movie for me. It it stuck out in my mind like a sore thumb. Classic phrase right there, sore thumb. Um, but that. It was so bad. It was so poorly conceived. I could, I like me and my friends. We were all like cringing, and as soon as it happened, we like we were we groaned. Their relationship throughout the series,
1: um, to me has always been very much like a sibling thing. I was I was very much gonna say that. Yeah, I was like it was watching. It's like watching the Luke Leia kiss in retrospect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like- <laughs> yeah and, and, I mean the reason right.
0: Luke kiss isn't weird at first is because you don't know their siblings and they n- haven't necessarily had a lot of time to grow as characters but these three or these two have had three movies to like grow and interact with each other and instead of building up any sort of like romantic or attraction to each other they decide to like go with this like sibling almost rivalry thing and it's just it does not work and it like it makes it makes these two characters worse for me. That single moment just like really hurt my opinions on Rey and Kylo. I already am not a huge fan of Rey. Um but it hurt my opinion of Kylo, which made me sad, because Kylo has always been my favorite character of this
1: trilogy. I just thought it was I thought it was like, oh they're gonna hug, that's sweet. Yeah. And then they kissed. And I was like, What that why? Why did you do that? Even if mm. they were like romantic, like you could still you could leave it open up open for interpretation.
0: Yeah, like a hug would be so much better because they haven't had like any sort of really like physical, like, I mean, like they haven't like even hugged before or anything. So you you could just do that. I don't know. It's
1: mm. yeah, that one that was a very weird moment for me it seemed like JJ's like well the fans want Raylo so let's give him Raylo oh god <laughs> um, and then another moment one of the things I so we should talk about Ray as a Palpatine like that what did you think of that god. I mean
0: uh okay on the one hand It makes sense as to why she's so powerful, and I've seen that argument online a lot, and I can understand that, and I guess it explains that part of her power, but it's, uh, would it have happened if the Emperor hadn't returned?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so either. I was was researching what they, why they said they did it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, they were like, well, imagine you're like, it was, I think it was Chris Terrio, who was the co-writer, also co-writer of Justice League. Sure. <laughs> um, God. He was like, well, would it be more interesting if I, JJ and I were just nobodies and we wrote this movie? Or would it be more interesting if like my dad was JJ, like killed JJ Abrams' parents and like this was not anything he stood for or something like that? Oh my God. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I just thought I thought it was very unnecessary and I th- I thought it was very much them kind trying to cover up like the quote plot holes of it. Like why is Ray so powerful mm. sort of thing? Oh, we people didn't like how Ray's parents were nobodies. So it's got to be somebody.
0: I mean, uh, like it's something that has been like hinted at before or something similar to that being the case because there's that whole thing in like eight with like her like going to the dark on the island you know mm-hmm. and like and i mean like her whole power and and just stuff like that i'm sure like maybe that maybe jj like wanted that from episode seven. But I don't it, it like even if it was intended and it had been planned, it just it still feels very forced.
1: <laughs> I uh, uh, forced. Uh, huh.
0: <laughs>
1: I just didn't think it was necessary. No, honestly. I mean, I understand that, like, who you are doesn't define like who you where you're from doesn't define you and stuff. And I like I don't hate it. But like like you said, it didn't seem warranted like it and, like you don't want to do it when there's an hour and 15 minutes left in the <laughs> franchise <laughs> you know uh, uh the i i guess
0: <laughs> kind of going off of that her final confrontation against palpatine right at the end of the movie was <laughs> to me where palpatine says i am all the sith and then everyone in my theater at once is like, and I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it felt exactly like that moment from Endgame. That was one of the oh, things I, I was talking about. It felt like, because Ray, she even like pauses like like Iron Man does. She's like, and I and then she pauses and I'm just "Am Iron, mo- <laughs> <I'm> Iron Man. <laughs> and that was so funny. That got such a good laugh in our theater. Um, God, it was, like, the exact same, (laughs) like, supposed to be the exact same emotional moment, and it just wasn't. Also, when Palpatine shoots lightning up into the sky, which we can discuss how dumb that is, because it is dumb. But also, when he does it, it sounds like a bass-boosted meme on the internet. It's like, (laughs) it sounds like that, and, like, we were dying. Like, me and my friends were dying, (laughs) 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 laughing so hard at that. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man. I, I thought that the yeah like people were like oh the ending's great and I'm like I disagreed I it felt so hollow to me
0: yeah and like all this all these star destroyers which just came out of nowhere they all have Death Star guns like okay like <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> 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 I thought that was really bad. And then they just blow up that planet. And yeah. I'm like, this is where we're going again.
0: Which I like I didn't even remember what planet that was. <laughs>
1: Kajimi, where, like...
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The more I talk about this movie, the more I hate it.
1: Yeah. It's it's not great. Um also like where did all these ships come from? Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, like all the res- all the ones that help the resistance. No,
0: not even those. The Sith ones. <laughs> like, yeah, they just built well, them. Well, on both just- sides. Where do all these ships come from? The Star Destroyers. They're just like okay. They just rise out of the ocean on that planet that the Palp- that Palpatine's on, and there's just like thousands of them. Like okay, who built all these? And they all have Death Star guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> presumably, yeah, and like, uh. Uh, and then like when the resistance get the gets those reinforcements, like where did all those ships come from? Then they're just all together too. They're just coming in like this big bee swarm. Like what?
1: <laughs> I I don't even mind that one. Um But just like a Palpatine, like I said in the non spot Palpatine's motivations do not make any sense. Like if he no. was like hiding in secret all this time, why was he like Alright, ready to come out now? <laughs> yeah exactly just, and then he's like I want Kylo to kill Rey but I don't I want Rey to come here and kill me to kill me then she's me but then she doesn't kill me so I'll just suck her life force out of her and then just be all powerful myself so why didn't I just okay. do that with Kylo Ren from the beginning Wha- okay. or he needed both of them there I guess or I, whatever
0: why did, Yeah. why did the Emperor need the first order in the first place I like he's just wanting to destroy shit. He had all these star destroyers. Like, just go do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, just Kylo's right there trying to kill you. Just yeah, suck the exactly. Force on him. Or just like, you just whip up like, another easy Max Snoke. <laughs> like, Pal- put him in Palpatine, the microwave.
0: <laughs> Palpatine could have been. Uh, he could have been. I guess he could have been suspicious the whole time, but he never really gives any like like clarification as to if he knew Kylo Ren was going to kill him which he should have because like he can like sense that
1: I guess maybe his plan was he wanted them he knew Kylo was going to like not kill Rey and then that they'd both end up there and he'd draw from both their power but still that's a lot of connecting the dots that yeah. you're supposed to do as a viewer that that's just not very good filmmaking no not very good writing um i think like i said i don't have a problem with the emperor returning in this movie but i think it should very much have been maybe like somehow the resistance gets like the upper hand Mm -hmm. and like the first order is basically just gone and kylo ren's just all that's left and they're like well you it's over man just what are you what are you fighting for and then out of desperation he goes to like you know some sith temple you know maybe even like mustafar like that's like you could do that as fan service but it's like you know it's part of the story and then he out of desperation turns to something that he doesn't understand and accidentally brings maybe he thinks he's (sighs) going to bring back Vader but he brings back the Emperor yeah that would have been a lot better and then and then he comes to you know he interacts with Anakin Skywalker and and he maybe he's like Luke lied like he's a liar Vader would never turn against his dark you know he never turned Mm -hmm. and then you know talking to like anakin skywalker he's like i don't believe this this is like a trick from like yeah he's talking like hayden christensen he's like i don't believe this this is a trick that luke is you know making and then that's when han's like you know han comes back and he's like it's not son this is real yeah and then yeah something like like you know that just seems to work more because this movie should have been all about kylo ren's redemption yeah. And it seemed very apparent from this movie that J.J. Abrams had been planning Snoke getting killed by Co- like a return of the Jedi ending to this movie. Mm-hmm. And then Snoke got killed off and ate. And J.J.'s like, well, I don't have him any- <laughs> anybody for him to fight other than the Knights of Wren, which is another thing we can talk about. Uh, how talk about more wasted potential. Wow, they built them up so much in this movie and delivered it, a solid 45 seconds of nothing.
0: Like The, the lightsaber the handoff
1: was so cool, and then he just wastes them all in, like, 30 seconds.
0: I, ca- I cannot believe... Like, okay, so one of the big complaints about 8 is that the Knights of Ren, like, aren't in it, and people are, like, were upset that they didn't get any screen time because they looked so cool when you briefly saw them in 7. But, like, they... They do so much to, like, try to correct eight in this movie, and they don't even, like, do anything cool
1: with the Knights of Ren. Well, they set up to do it, too. Yeah. I I have to imagine that maybe that was an extended sequence at first. And I think it would have been more exciting had Rey and Kylo fought them together. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kind of like a throne throne room
0: thing 2.0. Yeah, I just... There's nothing as cool as the throne room scene in this movie. No, definitely not. The The fight between Kylo and Rey on the Death nothing. Star remains is
1: boring. It's boring. Nothing. It's yeah. just there's no variety to it. Yeah, and it's long, too. It's just they, like, hit each other for two seconds and then they jump to another part. A crazy Jedi yeah. flip. I'm like this should be the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like Yeah, and it looks like Like well, if you would have on
0: the trailer it looked cool.
1: Yeah. If you would have pitched that concept to me, I would have been like that is amazing. But like it, the I think the problem is they fought it like all outside of the Death Star too. And it was just like mm-hmm. all in very similar looking wreckage. Yeah. Instead of like if say what you want about the prequels. And you can tell you their fights are over the top and stuff but there's like variety in it. If you look at the Duel of the Fates fight variety of yeah. locations and what happens look at the Mustafar fight, there's variety mm-hmm. even like, yeah. even in like kind of one central location, the Yoda versus Darth Sidious the Yoda versus the Emperor fight was more interesting than this one. Yeah, it just like, they didn't it didn't seem like it mattered that it was on the Death Star. They didn't utilize it in a way yeah. that was interesting
0: and people like like the Mustafar fight like it's really long but people like it because there's just a lot going on and also yeah yeah I mean there's just a lot going on I was gonna say that their relationship was built up but no Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship isn't that good in the prequels so
1: never mind. whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: discuss that a different time Jimmy let's not hey. get into
1: that hey watch it <laughs> I would say the, the, the Ray Kylo kiss at the end of the movie would feel like if Obi Wan and Anakin kissed at the end of the Mustafar fight.
0: They <laughs> 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 were like a brother to me. Oh my god. Yeah, it would have been <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my god. I yeah, the death the lightsaber fight. And that's like the last one of the series. hmm So yeah. underwhelming. Um, I d- I did I really liked the um, the extension of the force Skype. How they yeah were physically I thought if maybe that, if anything worked the best in that movie in this movie it was that I thought that was yeah. really compelling I liked how they used it to advance the plot. That's I okay. loved how I loved the fight in the ship. Um, and he was on Kajimi.
0: Yeah, that was that was a good fight. That was probably it my was, favorite fight in the movie.
1: It was interesting. It was a conversation. Mm -hmm. It had an interesting environment. New force. That was maybe the best scene of the movie for me. Mm -hmm. I also did like um, Luke's little cameo. Um, uh, Contrary to what people have been saying, I do not think it is a stab at The Last Jedi at all. I think the people who are saying that do not understand The Last Jedi as a movie because um, if you look at Luke's character arc... He, I, he starts out as a grunge, uh, as a grumpy old man, and he ends as the Luke Skywalker we all know and love again. Yeah. So for him to act like the Luke Skywalker we all know and love again is c- congruent with how he ends The Last Jedi. And by saying that's no way to treat a Jedi lightsaber, he's making fun of himself. It's not yeah, J.J. Like, I Abrams. Don't think that's es- yeah, I don't think
0: that's a jab. I think that's just a joke at what happened in eight. I I don't think that's like a jab at the movie itself
1: yeah and if anything it's it's paying uh it's respecting the character transformation that he underwent in mm-hmm. the last jedi and people like are trying to create fabricate this beef between ryan johnson and jj J. abrams that does not exist <laughs> no because they both are like friends and like each other and respect each other so yeah
0: exactly it's Don't. dumb yeah
1: people are just trying to make headlines which is dumb um so what did you think of that Han Solo bit? I liked it. Um I thought It just came after the underwhelming lightsaber fight. hmm
0: I liked I, it I liked it when I watched it, but upon thinking about it, it like bothers me because it's like the only point in the movie where Kylo like develops as a character. Mm-hmm. And that like that kind of like brings it down a little bit for me because as much as I like seeing Han Solo and I liked ha- seeing them have that connection, it's just like that serves as the only point where, like Kylo, this interesting character, has any sort of development. Why does that bother you? Because I I mean like in in the previous movies he kind of like grows throughout the movie and th- in this movie he's just kind of like he, he I don't think he does.
1: No, he just changes um i think yeah just i mean i guess uh, this is opening up another can of worms but like whether or not that change felt warranted i understand it came after ray healed him Mm -hmm. that brings up another issue in the movie that people die and don't die like literally five times in this movie yeah that is absurd and just not good right commit to something (laughs) commit to something like I would have hated it had Chewie died in that explosion. I thought would have thought that would be the dumbest thing they could have done. But at least just go with it. Don't just mm-hmm. <laughs> right con it. Twenty minutes later in the movie, yeah, because
0: like, he's just always oh, on another transport. We didn't see another transport. You do. I after do you?
1: yeah, you do. There's two. Oh, okay. There when upon rewatching it, there's okay. yeah.
0: That's a little better.
1: Um, because I, I, that is something I did look for. Upon rewatching, there are clearly two transports when Finn looks and sees him get arrested. But like the Knights of Ren are right there. I was hoping I thought we were going to get a chewy Knights of Ren thing there. Mm-hmm. They kept like a They kept building him up and never did anything. John Williams gets a cameo, though, want a shout out. John Yeah, Williams.
0: <laughs> I didn't i didn't really know i know what character they're talking about though was john williams but i didn't like put two two together that's who it was when i was watching it so if i see yeah i didn't i didn't realize it it
1: the first time but the second time i was like there he is yeah um
0: i yeah if there's something if you if you're still listening to this like this long spoiler section um, if there's something you've noticed, we don't talk about the first two thirds that much for me, cause I don't remember it that much. And I just remember being annoyed and bored <laughs> for most of the first two thirds. And the last third was really what it, like annoyed me and offended me
1: and stuff. So I don't know. Um, trying to think of other things to say about it. I mean, talking about, I thought, Oh my gosh. Um, I thought Pasana as a planet was cool. and thought the festival was cool. I thought Lando's intro was good, even though I was like, "That's definitely Lando." Lando uh, Lando didn't need to be in this movie. What did he? Do? He didn't do anything. Yeah, he did. He he got everybody to come back and fight at the end, oh, which is all. But like, still, I which hate, is what I, I thought he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Lando know. worked in this movie. I mean, I like I thought, seeing him, but I just I, like
0: I. I don't really see I didn't feel like he had a point, but if you do, that's okay.
1: I thought the new characters Naomi Aki's character and Carrie Russell's character did not really add anything for me.
0: Nope. They
1: didn't really do anything. Both very was, disposable.
0: Yeah. Which is like Naomi Aki, it was kind of a shame because she she just that she did this off the back of end of, end of the effing world season 2. Um and she was very good in that. And I liked her character in that. But um yeah, it was both characters were just kind of meh.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't like dislike either one. They just didn't really do anything super big.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I know Carrie Russell gave them that, that tracker to get on and save Chewie or whatever. Or like the jammer, whatever thing. And then Naomi Aki taught Finn how to. Ride a horse. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Finn Finn, and Poe are both
1: pretty wasted. Also, they just like yell at each other the whole movie. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be friends, but they just are making fun of each other the whole time, which I know is what we kind of do, but like yeah. that's like all they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't like, they don't have anything nice to say. And I like that. Their, char- oh, their characters are just so much wasted potential. I don't really have any character in this movie. Like they're just quip they're like they're like Marvel characters. They're just quippy.
1: Yeah. I just Rose did. <laughs> Rose got completely sidelined. Yeah, she got nerfed in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Finn's like, Are you sure you don't want to come with us? And, and she's, she's like, like, Nope, I gotta help General Leia. We should talk about Leia and oh, yeah, uh, Carrie Fisher's talk- inclusion. I thought it was about as good as they could have done it,
0: yeah, I have a hard time being i have a hard time criticizing it just because they were kind of written into a corner, and I mean they got like they got their estates like like her estate's permission to do this and stuff, but yeah i mean it it's not very good, but it's about as good as they could have done it, I agree.
1: I didn't think it was bad. Like, there were clearly lines meant in a different context. Yeah. Like, one and she of just, the.
0: She just kind of teleports around, too. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you um, never see
0: her walk. Wait, okay, go.
1: I thought. Again, it just didn't hit emotionally as much as it should have for me. Mm hmm. Um. I don't know. I did. Not, the very end of this movie, I just did not like at all. It did. I understand what they were trying to do. And it just felt very generic, very predictable.
0: Yeah. I'm, uh, if I'm being honest, I don't even remember how, like, the very end of this
1: movie, like, concludes. Because when Ray goes back to Tatooine and then the lady's like, who are you? And oh, she's yeah, like, yeah. I'm Ray Scott.
0: Oh, that last line is so bad.
1: I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker.
0: Skywalker. Oh my God, it's
1: just and like it's just some Solo. Some random lady. <laughs> uh, like I have no problem with. Like I imagined that was gonna be. Like I predicted. I think on the last episode, I said right before the end that 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 was gonna happen. That yeah. they were gonna be like, oh, I'm not a Skywalker, but I am a Skywalker. But I think it should have been like a conversation with Luke before the third act that especially since they decide says, she was a Palpatine. I'm going to adopt you. No, he's like <laughs> Ray being a Palpatine, you know, doesn't make you a Palpatine Yeah. or something like
0: just because you have Palpatine blood doesn't make you a Palpatine yeah. or
1: something like that. You're more of a Skywalker than <laughs> anything else. And her yellow lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was made out of her staff. My friend noticed that.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that either. Um okay. <laughs> Yellow lightsaber. Fine.
1: <laughs> um yeah, I did I did not like the ending of that.
0: Okay, so you saw it uh, twice no-
1: and I want you to clarify
0: something for me because my I was arguing with my friends about this. Um when So there's that flashback with Leia doing training. Does it say she's doing
1: Jedi training or is she just doing Force training? I don't. I didn't. Is there a huge difference?
0: Well, I I mean, because, like, you can train the Force without being a Jedi. Like, people are Force sensitive without, like, becoming Jedi or Sith and so like I cause I didn't like a bunch of my uh, some of my friends had a problem with that cause they were like oh no one ever said that Leia was a Jedi or went through Jedi training and I don't think she was I don't think she did I think she was just honing her abilities I don't know
1: I'd, I thought that was a nice neat little scene
0: the CG on the face was
1: pretty bad though yeah but I didn't think it was like terrible
0: yeah it's whatever
1: um, I loved the bit with Luke bringing up the X-wing. I thought that was creative. I thought that was like good fan service. I thought it no? was a little too pandering, Nothing. but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of this movie for me, though.
1: Yeah. Um. One of my biggest gripes with the movie is Finn never says what he's going to say to Ray. Oh yeah. It's apparently it's that he was JJ Abrams said that it was that he was force sensitive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like why would you need to tell her that? <laughs> yeah, like
0: I, I, I think I think it's like most people in the galaxy are to some extent like I don't think that's something you need to say. I don't know.
1: Especially like wait, right, um, before we die, I'm force sensitive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My dying words.
1: I thought it was that he loved her
0: I did too I I didn't really like that
1: you didn't like you didn't ship Finn and Rey
0: no I to me I like Rey didn't need a love interest I didn't think she ever really built up that kind of relationship with
1: anyone and so I didn't think it it was necessary I think Finn and Rey definitely could have been a if you rewatch the the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi I think there's a pretty clue Pretty clear. Pretty clue. Pretty clue. Pretty clear through line that was building up to that.
0: Okay, fair enough. I didn't rewatch. I didn't rewatch the other two before this one, like I said, I was. So
1: yeah, I think it's pretty clear. And for that, them to literally not even address it in this movie was very weird. And the I don't. And they didn't address. Finn and Rose <laughs> yeah at all speaking of awkward kisses I don't know this is a it's a mixed bag for sure
0: I think we should leave it at that because we've gone on for a long
1: time yeah it's about then this is the only time we do it I, I don't I think mean, I have anything else to add either
0: I don't think so I mean for me um, I'll probably oh. think of
1: something I forgot to say later
0: yeah um yeah, I don't recommend this. I mean, I guess you have to see it if you like Star Wars, and that's kind of a shame because I don't want to recommend it. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just go see it. If you're if you're gonna see it, you're probably gonna see it if you wanna see it. <laughs> hey, base it's this are
1: cats right now, so yeah. <laughs> it's even though this isn't the greatest movie. I would it's, recommend you Margie over this movie. I would, I would be recommend- lying if I would be lying. I gave this movie a seven out of ten. Knowing full well that I yes indeed I did give Jumanji eight out of ten last week, <laughs> so that so take that as what for what you will. And guys. as a huge J.J. Abrams Star Wars Ryan Johnson apologist, there you go. <laughs> go see Jumanji instead. Don't. I love <laughs> Star Wars. Um, hot take. I I want them to keep making these movies. I want them to make Episode Ten, Twenty years from now. Nope. So. I know nobody really does anymore, but I think um, I think every generation deserves its own Star Wars in the main trilogy. I'm excited for all the new stories we're going to get that were not bogged down by the Skywalker through line anymore.
0: Well, I, you know, I, thinking about it a bit, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, if they make it like 20 years from now, it's going to be kind of like the people who grew up with the sequels are going to be older and they're going to be apologizing for it just like the people who grew up with the prequels are apologizing for them now so I don't know
1: I think opinion will change over time oh I think these movies are going to age better than Yeah, than I think people will right like now. these movies more in 20 years than they do now oh
0: yeah I agree I just mean like I probably won't prequels. but <laughs> yeah I don't know. No. that's that thank you for listening to that long review long but necessary review let's get on to what are you doing what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Holden, what have you been up to lately?
0: So a couple a couple big things I want to share in terms of things I've seen or done. Uh, First
1: of all I saw Parasite this last week no it's nothing you can't say anything i'm not gonna spoil anything about this movie
0: but i just want to say fantastic like it it's it's been hyped up but i think it lived up to that hype for me um for those of you who don't know it's it's a korean uh movie that it's it's like a black comedy i guess is what i could classify it in a genre black comedy or yeah um but it's really a movie that you have to know nothing about going in and just kind of just go off of recommendation uh eating even reading reviews like there is a certain aspect of the movie that i won't share but i think like if you didn't know going in it would be a lot better and it would be uh, a lot more entertaining but it's a very it's a very funny very uh just great movie i loved it um i I went to uh, lincoln has a Uh, the university has kind of like an indie uh, movie theater and I'd actually never been to it before because I always forget it's there Um, but I just happened to check the schedule this week and Parasite was showing uh, before UNL uh, went or closed down for the holidays so I went and saw it there and I'm hoping I'll keep my eye out on that theater more and check out see what uh, what's showing I'm sure Lighthouse was there and I just missed it which kind of pisses me off but um yeah, very good. Uh and then the other thing was I had one of my Christmases uh at my grandparents yesterday. Um and I got control on PS four, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um and control is pretty great so far. Hot take. Uh even though IGN gave it game of the year and uh it got consistently some pretty good reviews. Um it's what I like most about it is just like it gives me a lot of like dopamine
1: playing it. <laughs> um, it looks just really fun. It looks yeah. very satisfying. Like when I talk about satisfying gameplay, oh, that's what that looks like.
0: It's incredible, uh, and part of that is the just like the feedback, the visual feedback, and like if you have like your controller rumble on, it fe- it's so good. Like it just. Every, anytime you shoot an enemy or like throw uh, you, you have telekinetic powers in that game for those of you who don't know anytime you throw something it's just like not only does like your controller give a little bit of feedback but like their, their health bar the way it goes down is just like a very satisfying like the way it flashes is very like visually appealing I oh my mm. god and not only that but like there's a lot of like documents which flesh out kind of like the world and like lore of this game and there's a lot of like kind of treasure chest type things they're more like just like supply crates or something that you can find uh uh like weapon mods or materials in and all of those things are like you can find them quite often and it just is very satisfying to pick them up and and have them it's just it it makes me feel really good playing it
1: um the story so far is it pretty makes you con- feel in control if yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> Much like the Spider-Man PS4 game it feels, it makes you feel like Spider-Man,
1: and Batman makes you feel like the Arkham games make you feel like Batman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it makes you feel in control. Um, but um, the story so far is kind of confusing. It starts out, and I like had no idea what was going on, and I'm picking up more and more as I go on, and helping the documents definitely help with that. Um, I would recommend if you play this game, you definitely read all the stuff because I it's really interesting to me. Um, and I, I think it's well-written and stuff too. Um, but yeah, really good. If you have the chance to play it, um, I recommend it. That's it for me though, Jimmy.
1: What about you? I began, this is really the only thing I've done other, other than playing Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> I began reading Watchmen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about one and a half issues in cause okay. I was, I was getting sleepy last night. But, um. I am I like it so far it's very interesting. I like how it kind of uses different. I mean, I've never really read a comic before, so I mm-hmm. guess I don't really know what's typical, but I can't imagine like having this like book kind of ending each issue or other documents ending each issue as like a common thing that is in a lot of comic books. I like that. It's yeah. interesting.
0: I uh when I when I read Watchmen I, I'm i not like a super avid comic reader myself either but I like some people say it's you probably get more out of it if you've read comics before but I think he's, it's still really good without really a lot of prior experience so hopefully you'll like it going forward
1: yeah I hope so because I want to watch the HBO show now that it's over mm-hmm. and apparently only one season and apparently only one season at least with Damon Lindelof yeah Um, All right. Do we know what we're doing next week? Are we Uh, doing Togo? (laughs) Oh, Togo. Well, next week's 1917. Is it? I I think so. I was thinking that was in January, actually.
0: Uh, Let me look it up right now. Um, We do have to do Togo at some point because I, um, before I went and saw Star Wars, I was just kind of like going around on Disney Plus and I saw it was added. I was like,
1: oh, that's out. We need to see it. (laughs)
0: Togo. Togo.
1: Apparently it's really good if you like dogs.
0: Is it? I haven't really read any reviews on it, so. Uh just a second. I'm checking
1: the when does this what's movie come out? Oh
0: no, 1917 comes out says, on Christmas. It says,
1: says that, but I feel, I thought that was like a limited release for some reason. Um I don't know. Cause I didn't I knew there were like no advance tickets at our local theater.
0: Oh, maybe you're right. It says Thursday, January nine. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's what right. I was thinking. Dang it. Okay, so I guess we'll do Togo. I'm gonna see Uncut Gems
1: this week too, cause that actually it, might be coming to Cinemawork.
0: Oh, if it's if it's showing in uh uh at in Sioux Falls, we should review that
1: too. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I think I, it is. Okay. Well, maybe let's do that. Maybe cool. not. Maybe not. I mean. Okay.
0: I want to see Little Women too, but I'll probably wait until uh, I see that with my uh, girlfriend because uh, she quite likes the story of Little Women. And she's also herself a little woman.
1: (laughs) 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 And on that note, I think we'll end the podcast. (laughs) Thanks Uh, for listening. All the stuff's in the description. Yeah. Uh, Leave us a five star review. If you want
0: to. Yeah, we're down to two recommendations left so uh, yeah be sure to leave us. Uh, some people have been having trouble leaving reviews. I know at least one person who's been wanting to leave a five star review um, and has' been having trouble with it. I don't know like what you have to do because I know like that's been like the podcast app has just been having the Apple podcast app has been having a lot of trouble with that in recent times. So just like I guess periodically keep trying to
1: leave it and see if it sticks um it's just disney they knew we weren't giving a glowing review of rise of this yeah they don't want our <laughs>
0: podcast to have any uh publicity i guess um <laughs> anyway yeah so just i i guess just try it a few times and hopefully it'll work eventually
1: yeah
0: all right adios pantalones all right bye love you